0: Hey, kids, it's time for another dose of Tangenteers. Tangenteer roll call. Count off now. Calvin. Val. Is that it? I didn't get anybody else. Did you get someone else?
1: No, I I thought you did. Oh,
0: no, no, I, I didn't. You know, hungry. You hungry? Yeah. Yeah. What you got? I'm thinking Greek.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me.
0: (laughs) Hi everybody and welcome to our uh, inaugural episode of Tangenteers. Uh,
1: We want to explain a little bit what Tangenteers is about.
0: uh, Turns out that Calvin and I are at our most humorous when we're just talking. Uh, We uh, talk along and... We try to stay on topic, and we usually fail. Horribly.
1: At least, we find each other humorous, and so we hope that you might find the same.
0: So, what we're going to do is, we're going to start with a topic, uh, and to make sure that it's fresh for both of us, the topic is chosen right before recording by Calvin's wife. It's a
1: surprise.
0: Surprise! And we will talk on that unedited for 20 minutes and then we'll stop.
1: We'll go wherever the conversation goes if by the end of the topic by the end of the 20 minutes we're nowhere near the topic it doesn't matter
0: if we're still on topic at the end of 20 minutes something has gone horribly wrong
1: and so today's topic or at least starting topic has been given to us and it is
0: Blu-ray. Alright, and we start the timer now. Alright. Uh,
1: as far as I understand, Blu-ray got its start with Sony.
0: Yeah, it's it's a Sony device.
1: Now, the little war thing that they had going with high def... That was kind of fun for a little while.
0: And heck, for a little while, it sounded like, well, I thought it, I actually thought that, uh, that HD DVD had won. So did I. But, you know, I guess a couple of the
1: studios uh, got pressured by Sony and things reversed
0: afterwards. Out of freaking nowhere, even. Um,. I don't actually know how Sony managed to pull it off, to be quite honest, because I was completely certain that it was going to be another beta.
1: So was I. The Betamax, you know, that was uh, Sony's attempt to uh, be the elite, and Mm -hmm. I think Sony tries to do that from time to time.
0: And admittedly, Blu-ray is technically superior to HD-DVD. I've seen the specs. You can't deny that it's technically superior. But the way that they were trying to push it, and what they did with the PS3, to be quite honest, pissed me off. They made it completely unfeasible to even think, for unless you're upper, middle class, or higher, to even think about owning one.
1: Yeah, that was that was quite obnoxious. They lost a lot of market share on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, uh, but everyone and but you know afterwards when they finally did start to sell, between that and Xbox, everyone said that the uh, console wars were basically over.
0: Yeah, and the, with the end of the console war, I had decided that I will get a Wii. <laughs>
1: Ironically, they had written. Nintendo off as far as the console wars go uh although I saw an article the other day interesting little article oh they're using the Wii Troller controller mm, the Wii Wiimote. Wiimote yeah they're using the Wiimote as a controlling device for army uh bomb uh robots
0: oh that's cool
1: yeah Apparently, they found that it's more intuitive for the uh, for the operators, for the soldiers, to use it that, than to use the traditional control pad.
0: Well, that makes sense. I saw something else that they were doing with Wiimotes the other day. Oh, what's uh, that? This guy, he made a video. He actually took the, the Wiimote and strapped it to his monitor. Uh huh. and took the sensor bar and took the sensors and attached them to his hat. And he wrote a program that uses this that allows, so when he moves his head, the images on screen adjust so that you get a true three-dimensional change as you move. Really? And it, I, I saw he actually stuck the hat thing on a camera to with the monitor to show what it looks like. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> That's it was cool. completely just totally compelling.
1: Wow. Well, you know, um I think that things are going in a interactive and uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh Intuitive? Intuitive, thank you. The intuitive direction for uh electronic control i i think that uh ultimately you know we are going to see that those uh three dimensional uh internet you know environments you know
0: yeah i it, as as they get more and more clued in if, if somebody will take this tech that this guy has adopted and start start adopting it themselves I mean, he's already actually added his code into a couple of games like uh like Half Life. Really? He plays his first person shooters with this and he can turkey look around buildings. <laughs> and uh How funny. And it it gives him a huge advantage.
1: I saw I saw a guy use his uh remote, uh for WoW. World of Warcraft. You know,
0: I saw that one too. You basically replaced the mouse with it. Yeah, it and didn't it was, work
1: really awesome yet, mm-hmm. but it you know it was it was there, and he had just you know thrown it together in like mm-hmm. fifteen minutes, you know.
0: Well, it, everybody's going to have to get a uh, Guitar Hero controllers for a uh, for a while soon, anyway, with the new Bard class.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh god, that was just the worst April Fools! Oh no, but the the thing. The thing about the 3D interactive environments thing mm-hmm. is that uh, you have to have immensely more processing power, you know. Um, but they were talking about on a another article about this new hyper internet mm-hmm. that they're developing. Uh, I guess the uh, these guys who are uh, working on one, in one of the super colliders up in England. Are, have developed this because there's no way to house enough com- computers at the supercomputer to process all of the data that they need to find these uh, these particles that they're looking for. super collider, not yeah, not, su- yeah, not supercomputer. Super you know, collider.
0: I think I read something about that too. That was in I think Wired just a month or two ago. Yeah, and, and they're talking about that,
1: right? And and, and so. Basically, they've developed this internet that's uh, all fiber optic, but it's like a thousand times faster than the current internet. I mean, it is just. I mean, you think you think mm-hmm. you have a high speed connection right now? Uh, not even
0: close. Yeah, and with, and with it, there's there's a guy actually who's already started a business on that. You know, really, he he actually has set up. Uh, set up his own hyper... What would you call it? A hyper processor. Where he's he's used that to network like 600 computers. And he actually sells processing power. Really? From the computer. So you can have virtual computers to do super fast processing.
1: Yeah. Well this article is saying that eventually we're probably not even going to have home PCs. We're just yeah. going to have terminals.
0: Yeah, that, that's what that guy was wanting is, is exactly that.
1: You know, and, and that would actually be a lot cheaper. Imagine the idea of just buying a uh, a monitor and a mouse.
0: That's, yeah, and a keyboard.
1: And a keyboard. That's All pretty,
0: right. yeah. The thing is, then you have to pay per minute for the processing power. Or, or the processing or time a uh,
1: monthly ISP
0: type thing eventually hopefully he's actually charging by the minute
1: well all right, he's charging by the minute but you know most ISPs currently are uh, they charge by the month unlimited access
0: yeah it's true most of the ISPs that charge by the minute have gone the way of the dodo
1: right and I think his uh, business plan will go the way of the dodo because people won't do that
0: just the ones that are early adopters that tend to have end up will having early adopter remorse.
1: Right. And since neither of us have the money to get involved in early adoption, neither yeah. of us will have to suffer through early adoption remorse.
0: Or middle adoption or late adoption. Actually, possibly geriatric adoption.
1: If we, if we don't get, uh, if if we don't actually get adopted by the technology um, we may not get to see it in our lifetime I don't know yeah but uh, you know I'd change my name to internet alright no I wouldn't
0: no you wouldn't (laughs)
1: I, I'm entertained by the idea though of uh processing that fast and internet that fast.
0: That would it would be nice. You know. It yeah. would uh pretty much the only thing you'd have to have at home would be the graphic processor.
1: Yeah. It'd basically and, be built into your monitor and mm-hmm. and uh all of your games would
0: I I, I can see a whole slew of PC gamers screaming over the potential loss of their precious graphic cards, though.
1: (laughs) Well, they'd just buy... You know, they'd make monitors where you could replace a graphic card in the monitor. That's all.
0: Yeah, we can see. That's that's what makes a lot of these gamers uh, feel like they're human, though, is... ...to have the the biggest and the best rig that you can get. Oh, I understand that. And they're going to get to the point where there's no way you can have a home rig that will ever compete. Yeah. And...
1: Well, we've, uh... I've been to a couple, you know, big land parties. And they actually have, uh, awards for the most modded case. You know what people who have done all sorts of you know do do the best sound and video cards the lights the fans the uh liquid cooling you know the big tires the hot rod transmission wait no that's different no
0: i've seen one with a hot rod transmission
1: <laughs> a little computer with a the big old uh Big old engine on it, wheels, yeah, it was, mag wheels.
0: Well, he didn't have mag wheels. He did have the transmission. Uh, it was on the website I was reading where he showed it off. He said he was thinking about adding fuel injection, but he didn't think that would be good for the processor.
1: Ah, yes. Uh, I imagine that could uh, that could be harmful to most of the electronic components. You know, will spray a little, uh, you know unleaded here on the uh, motherboard.
0: That wouldn't mm, last long. No, you. that wouldn't last very long at all. But having a transmission on the top of the box, that was cool. Especially since he painted the box Corvette red.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what you'd... You know, uh, you it was know, decorative. Right. Uh, but I've. Have, you've seen it with the... Uh, with the liquid cooling before. Haven't I've seen them with like
0: I want liquid cooling.
1: I think that is so
0: hot. I'm I'm doing good to have two two fans that have LEDs on them.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm doing well to have two fans. Um I have I cut the side of my case open just to make sure that I get enough airflow.
0: <sighs>
1: but uh you know, I like having the side of my case open though.
0: Yeah. It makes it look very uh, very tech geeky.
1: I feel kind of tech geeky. I, I used to work on the F-16s, you know.
0: Yep, I do know.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I do know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, ever since then, there's some, always been something about having the electronics right there where I can see them that appeals to me.
0: Because you never did get to when you were working on the F-16s. Those are all closed modules. Well, they were closed
1: modules, but uh, you know, one of the best parts of working on them yeah? was actually sitting down in the cockpit and running all the diagnostic tests. And you would actually get to pull to the panel apart if there was a problem or different things. You did get to see a lot of the wiring, a lot of the internals, all that stuff. But uh, we'd sit there and run all the diagnostic tests, uh, convince the plane that the weight was off the wheels, that it was actually flying, and then turn on the radar and cook bunny rabbits that would hop across the tarmac (laughs) with the radar. It was kind of fun. It was cruel, I admit. Uh, But they stopped hopping after only a few seconds.
0: Oh, I bet. Those it's, things
1: have pretty powerful uh well, yeah. dishes on them. Used to uh
0: Oh, well, you know that's actually how the first microwave oven was made. Don't you?
1: Is that why they call it a radar range?
0: Yeah. It was uh it wasn't it was a uh a radar unit from a, a military base that had gone defective and the guy took it home to play with it and he found that the sandwich he had put on top while he was working on it had gotten very, very cooked. Are you serious? Yeah! It, it was in one of those, uh, those bathroom reader books. Huh. The
1: strangest things get taken out of the military bases. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh. There's these guys that uh, took two Engines aircraft jet engines off of the Air Force base uh, well it wasn't recently it's a few years back but on a trailer they just drove out the gate how do you get away with that I mean who's sitting there at the gate going oh that's normal uh yeah we have things like that go out of here all the time
0: Well, in the defense of the guy that did the the microwave thing yeah He actually was one of the technicians on base And he had gotten permission to take it home to work on it Oh So
1: Well I don't think they do that anymore I mean I was working No on this this was This
0: was a This happened a long time ago Okay I mean
1: Because I don't think that would have allowed me to take my work home with me On the other hand I never actually You know Worked with less than the entire F-16 mm-hmm. If I Took work home with
0: me That would be really hard <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially since I didn't fit in the cockpit the, uh, well enough to fly it.
0: Nor do you have a back that could handle taking it home, carrying it home.
1: I think you'd have to fly it. I think the plane pretty much has to get there under its own power. It's, you always
0: insert reality into things. Why do you take the fun out of it?
1: It's a pretty big uh, object, and... uh Worth more than I'm going to make in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say it's worth more than both of us are going to make in our lifetime. Yeah, Uh,
1: even even if I become a millionaire tomorrow, I still couldn't buy one of them.
0: Why would you want to?
1: Why would I not want to? An F sixteen? Are you kidding me? Those things are... They're still my babies. I love those birds. Oh my goodness.
0: Those aren't birds. Those are jet-propelled bricks.
1: No, 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 no. You got them confused with some of the other birds. Like the uh, F-4 Phantom or the F-15 Eagle. See, the F-4 Phantom, we used to call that uh, the Air Force's proof that anything given a big enough engine could fly. And we just used to call the F-15 the split-tail F-4.
0: That's so, because it was a split-tail F-4.
1: Yeah, well, no. It, it had uh, it had two engines instead of one. The uh, F-4 just had one really, really big engine. The F-15 had two. It's the only plane in the world that can... And it has been this way for like 30 years. That can achieve Mach 2 straight up I mean no other plane on the planet could do this it's just straight upwards and achieves Mach 2 it's incredible I'm
0: trying to think of why I would want to do that and failing miserably um but no if, if I was going to get a plane attempt
1: to break the atmosphere I don't know
0: uh, we break atmosphere all the time what are you talking about
1: That's breaking wind not the same thing
0: uh, no, if I was going to get a plane, I would get... Oh, what's it called? The the VTOL... You, the tilt wing.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. You uh, want a little vertical takeoff and landing. Huh? It's
0: so much easier to find a parking space that way.
1: <laughs> well, if you... I don't think you'd really be happy with with that, though. I mean... Well, you don't like flying that fast, I don't think he wouldn't like it. I think you'd be happier with a helicopter. True. You know, a rotorcraft.
0: But the idea of a jet just is magical for anybody.
1: Well, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I can't deny that the idea of being behind all that power is doesn't just stir something deep within me. How much time oh. do you have left?
0: Um, I'm thinking we're just about through, actually. Really? Yeah, we need to actually get a, a proper timer to ding Yeah, that time. Yeah,
1: that would be good. Oh, yeah, it looks like we're about there.
0: So, I guess this is the end of it for this tangent here.
1: Alright, guys, well, I will catch you next time.
0: Mm-hmm. Till then. Bye-bye. This has been a Long Dark Podcast of the Soul Tangenteers. Complaints, comments, and disingenuous queries may be forwarded to calvin at damoclays at msn.com or val at joutside at gmail.com. The theme music for Tangenteers is Hamster March, written by Kevin McLeod and available at incompetech.com. The Long Dark Podcast of the Soul is hosted at podbean.com.